Right, welcome to Dog Days. Today we're going to be talking to Nicole Arbor, who some say she's controversial. I fuck that. <laughs> Just kidding. What up? I'm Nicole Arbor, and I'm on Dog Days today. Some people know me from my videos on YouTube and Facebook. 700 million views from my laptop and a phone. Some say it's controversial. Some say I'm starting conversations. Let's find out today on Dog Days. This is the Dog Days with Ollie Scott, Junior Outstar, and Ian McKenzie. Hello and welcome to episode 15 16. of the Dog Days, uh, or 16. 16. Who even fucking knows anymore? Yeah. That's how it's going <laughs> at the moment. Um, today we are joined by Nicole Arbor. Nicole, hello. hello. Say hello, hello. And already you've broken my rule. What? <laughs> you've broken my, my mouth to the microphone rule already. I was just trying to get extra tones. Mike, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm playing with the sound in the room, just trying to get extra tone. Fantastic. She well, looks yeah. what she's doing better than us, mate. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> We've already had like Nicole's, you know, everything. Fair. Directors in here. We've got creative directors, videographers, yeah, yeah, the yeah, lot. Yeah. You're welcome. Now, Nicole, I, I've done loads of research on you in the last 48 hours. <laughs> Um, and, and that was that was a bit of a pussy out of, a, of an introduction there, so I'm going to do my best here. Okay. Nicole Arbor is uh, a very famous, especially recently in the last 11 years, um, <laughs> famous YouTuber, but I'd also say you've now, I'm going to call you an internet phenomenon. Um, there are loads of things that you're famous for, one being dear fat people, Holly. dear black people, dear feminism, or bit of feminists. Blah, 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 blah. Feminists. We'll say feminists. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but really, if I was to sort of quantify you in a sentence, I'd say that you are a disruptive entrepreneur. I wow. like it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a comedian. You piss people off and yeah. you're funny at the same time. Yeah. So I want to go through, I guess, where this all kind of began, but also we've got so many things to cover. Where did you arrive from and, and what are you doing here next to me right now? Uh, where was I right before this? Literally? <laughs> yeah. No, I was, in, uh, I was in Mykonos. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, hi. Hey. Uh, I was in uh, Mykonos over in Greece wow. and uh, there was a crazy elite retreat for high-level entrepreneurs and they flew me in. Why weren't we there? Yeah. I, got, I actually, I actually yeah, got the invite. Oh, oh wow. So tell, him, tell him I got the invite. He, he got the invite. I did he get did. the invite. Well, can we pause this yeah. then? Because I'd love to know. I'd love to know what makes you a high level entrepreneur. Just take me through tell that us, tell us. I've got the blue tick, mate, on Instagram. <laughs> hey. That's dope. So what was going on there? Um, yeah, it was the Elite Retreat and Danelle Delgado. She's known as the millionaire maker. She's one of the craziest entrepreneurs, CEO trainers in the world. She runs this giant retreat and they had me out there coaching people on marketing and social media and it was intense. Like these people are just making little dents and making little money. They're like, how do we change the world now? And they're actually doing it by the time we leave. So it was incredible. What what defines itself as changing the world? What's I like mean, an example? Like what you're tackling, like what kind of you know, it's not like, hey, we're going to make this much money. It's like, okay, so I'm going to get 1,000 of these children out of this home, and then these 1,000 children are each going to affect this many people, and then we're going to solve gonorrhea. I don't know, like wherever it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But these are just like high-level things, like how do we solve uh, the highest level of chronic disease in okay. the world? How do we do that? So it's not just commercial things, because I'm the... When you look at any business now that's being founded, there's always like a deep yeah. purpose right, underlying for what they're doing. So it's like, yeah. I'm going to make Nike shoes, but I'm also going to stand up for racism at the same time. Yeah, no, that was just a marketing campaign. Yeah. yeah that was like, <laughs> that was good points, Nike. That, that was really good, actually. Okay. That was like Kylie Jenner with the Pepsi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah which was like, a bad marketing campaign. <laughs> actually, I think it did exactly what they wanted. Really? Yeah, what, their points didn't drop at all. Nobody cared. It just got press. It this was like, I, I have a, a theory on that one, and I'm pretty damn sure they did the whole thing on purpose just like that. 
Artois. Wow, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I do. You know, that I had do. Ollie ranting on LinkedIn, didn't it? I really? was. That was. Oh, you're one of those people who rants on LinkedIn. Oh. Oh. I see what you've done here. Oh, Very clever from from Nicole because I was telling her about people that do rant on LinkedIn, yeah. <laughs> and now I ah, I become the victim. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, like two point no, five seconds. <laughs> there are quite a few people on LinkedIn that are doing. A lot of sort of fake blogging and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, look, I've written the odd thing with a purpose underneath it, but that, that was terrible. It was like we, we dived on from diversity to war to, there was everything sort of I thrown into one. I literally think they're like, how do we make the worst shit possible just to get Pepsi being spoken about right now and trending? Yeah. I do. There's that marketing, the apology marketing is done so often mm-hmm. now. I'm like, I'm 100% sure it was on purpose. Apology marketing is a strategy. Talk me through apology marketing. Give me a, a classic example of apology marketing. Okay, so Pepsi did this campaign with the Kylie Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, no, but that's fine. It's a modern version. Is like, there like one from anything, the Asian Okay, let's say like I, you know, something like H and M. H and M putting out a kids oh, shirt that, that yeah. could be whatever, or the hoodie. Mm. There was a hodie. Was it Gucci recently with the hoodie? I can't remember. The H and M is that where it said I'm I'm a cheeky monkey. Or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that, yeah. that. Yeah. and. I'm like, there's no way that got through. Hi. Well, there. There's no way that got through all of the levels of marketing, yeah. all the designers without a yeah. single person noticing. No, no. PR, okay. there's people watching everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. they did that on purpose to get some people talking, yeah. 100%. So before we, you became this phenomenon. Holler. I know that you've had, <laughs> uh, we go way back a little bit. Yeah, what's yeah. Um, How far you go, man? At least four years? Is it four years? She slid into my DM. That's such a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Take that story and reverse it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I did. Well, okay, well, yeah, yeah. let's stick on this years, for a moment. Years back, years back. Don't, don't yeah. talk over me. Okay, we're going to make a point here. <laughs> what, just out of interest, what was his first line? Because I'm learning about did how to talk it? to Okay, so I screenshotted it so I can read it out loud. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm just kidding. Did you actually? Oh, no, I was so good if you did. No. I'll be quite interested. I, I, I wonder I what my game was like back then. You said that he was the Malaysian Bex. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I said I would have probably given her the eyes and then a little monkey emoji. Oh, you do the monkey emoji. One of them, yeah, one of them. Oh my God, I'm sliding in and I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but it, there was like a lot of messages over and over and over. And then eventually I was just like, who are you? What do you want? Yeah. And then that was a couple of years in. Have yeah. you established then, who he is now? Not so much. We're still working out. Yeah, we're, just, yeah, yeah. We're, just, we're just friends. It's quite weird actually that we stayed in contact. Yeah, like years. over the years. Like he annoyed yeah. me a couple of times mm. and then I was like, yeah. oh, I'm fine, I'll follow you again. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Before what obviously, before, what? what was your question? My question was obviously before <laughs> she's where she is now, I know for Sorry. a fact that you had a lot of jobs. So I want to go back to, to where it all started and where it actually began. Wow, take us on a journey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In West Philadelphia, born, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that you guys talk about like all the dog days and yeah, stuff because I've had some fucked up jobs. Yeah. Like, okay, well, Hooters was not fucked up. Wow. But it wasn't. Hooters was like the best and I had been a Toronto Raptors cheerleader, so a professional cheerleader. I'd been a Bud girl. I'd been a Molson girl. I'd been all these girls and I'm like, the only girl I have been is a Hooters girl, so I better do it before I'm not a girl because yeah, yeah. this is how my brain works. <laughs> And then I just walked into Hooters. I'm like, hi, I would like a job for two weeks, please. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, can I swear on your show? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I swear all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I swear all the time. Okay, cool. Fuck so, pooch. Yeah, fuck pooch. Um, yeah, so I was like, literally, can I have a job? And I told them why. And they're like, you're crazy, but you're pretty funny. So they gave me a uniform. And then I just started waitressing there. And it was a f- 
fucking blast. Like I would get in there in the morning and they're like, hey, Nicole, for the first hour, we need you to blow up some helium balloons and then hula hoop out front. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so I'm getting paid. And then I actually got like the biggest, I'd say like break of my comedy career working at Hooters when it was just my joke job because I was doing stand up every night mm-hmm. and then I'd work at Hooters wow. and I had some buddies on the Toronto Blue Jays. I saw them playing on the TV. I was just roasting the one because he's my buddy. And the guy I was serving was a sportscaster from Canada's ESPN, which is TSN. And he was just like, yo, you're funny. He's like, you're just lighting that guy up. I'm like, yeah, he's a whatever, and he should be choking up his bat and whatever. And he's like, do you want to be on TSN? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And two days later, I was on the top sports show in Canada on the panel, like, just roasting people. Really? Well, you know what? I've got imposter syndrome. What am I doing on this stage right now? Well, I called my dad for all the sports stuff. I was like, I don't know all the sports things, and I know they're going to lean in on me for not knowing it. So I'm like, Dad, here's the topics. What do I say? (laughs) So really, I was just like my dad's mouthpiece. Did you want to be a comedian before that? that I was a comedian. Okay. Yeah, I went to school for comedy, and I was doing stand-up since I was 18, and, like, when I was a cheerleader, I would run from my games like zip up, take off the zippy, zip up my other one and literally run onto the stage. Like just make my sets in time. Wow. Yeah. So I was already doing stand up and like that's what I was doing. Well comedy is unpaid isn't it for a long time. For comedy. a long time. Yeah. yeah. So and a, lot, a lot of the stuff you do is quite like, ironic though. Because how did it feel being a cheerleader at the same time? Because that is like that's who I a funny am. cheerleader? <laughs> well I'm always funny but that's like being a cheerleader and I talked about this in a big TED style talk I did like that's who I am. That was never a profession. It's like that's like my whole brand that goes into like the go team stuff is like I can cheer for you because I know I'm awesome too. Like it's co-opetition and it's like everything's better when we work together. You can't build a pyramid with one person. Network marketing. Fuck you guys. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Some network marketers work hard. Uh, yeah, there's just like all the principles of cheerleading. You fall on your face, you smile, you finish the fucking routine. Like that stuff taught me who I am and you get out there and you make the world cheer. I just, I love it. Wow. A yeah. very good answer on cheerleading. I yeah. Li- I- <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm just imagining. Bring it is it on. Kirsten Dunst and bring it on? I forget who it is. Yeah. Is yeah. it Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. Come on, hero. In England, it's becoming kind of a thing that they don't do anymore. Really? They say that it's we just socially shit unacceptable. In England. We really? Don't, I mean, just, That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. We're not as open about being oh you said something on one of your things that was like we're, why do you have to pretend to not have fun like in a nightclub why is it? Why is oh, this thing so stupid yeah there is a camera you have a camera now so I can be like oh. yeah so hey. like but no one you never see someone in like one of these cool clubs yeah. being like oh my god well, that's you, me that's yeah. me though and yeah like, she don't that's how I meet a lot of people too like even thinking of those dudes on the J's that I was making fun of on the show we were at a, like a super fancy club one night and I was the only person that was like I like this song bringing sexy back yeah and like I was busting it and they were just laughing their asses off at me and then they were like okay and they came over and joined and everyone was like what these big athletes and this blonde chick are dancing everyone else is standing around it's down to confidence really I guess isn't it if you're confident to make a fool out of yourself, then you, you can enjoy it. But some people yeah. are just so scared to not give it. We said it, we're just big battle, like not giving a shit of what people actually yeah. do. Well, we're going to die. That like occurs to me a lot. Like when I'm going to do something or not do something, I'm like, oh wait, I'm going to be dead. Okay, go do it. Yeah. Like we're all going to be dead one day. Have mm-hmm. some fucking fun. So true. We're so held back as humans, aren't we? Yeah, it's weird. We're taught that shit. Yeah. It's dumb. It's funny as well on this podcast because we've used really British and humble terms like being vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> and we said all these things and we had a very sort of low paced conversation, which has been helpful and, and great in other yeah. ways but it's amazing having someone <laughs> from overseas uh, I don't know what I'm saying overseas like my granddad would say overseas <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> suddenly you're a foreigner no, in the room isn't it bloody hell across the pond I was trying to get there but across the pond but it's amazing your, your attitude is your 
you're differently charged and you're yeah. very you're, you're much happier to be outwardly happy mm. yeah. uh, than we are I yeah, think yeah, as yeah, yeah. naturally we, we sort of true. go like oh, geez, I don't want to upset anybody by, by smiling Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I was saying really in our funny. last podcast right Ian oh, we, we, read, we, read, <laughs> we read these books like How to Win Friends and Influence People and part of that, yeah, I know that one. it said smile right I'm doing yeah. this story again so, but, uh, yeah I was in a place called Farnham and I had it on the, the headset that sounds it, horrible why would you be there it sounds like something that comes out of your butt Farnham yeah and it was like uh, yeah, just just smile at people in public yeah. and see what you get back. So this dude walks past and I yeah. smile at him, and then he just like looks at me like that. And then I kept walking, and then he's like, yeah. "Oi, you! No way! Why are you smiling at me?" I was like, "Mate, I'm just listening to something funny on a podcast." Like, Mate, I, just, I was so scared as well. I was like, "Fucking hell!" We're in the car, I'm never smiling. We're in the car ever right here, and I was like. Just when you, if you have a bit of time, just say good morning to people in London. Just be like morning, <laughs> and just look at the reaction. They of the act like you shot them. They're like, yeah. what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's funny. It's mad. So okay, yeah. Back to the point of being like a positively charged person has, and that's again how you speak about quite um, like hard topics, right? You sort of yeah. approach it in a very different way. How do you? Because I, I know you've spoken about like quite a lot recently, so I won't get you to cover. It's everything. okay. Do do the thing you want to do. <clears throat> okay. I watched Dear Fat People. Right? What? No one has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it had like 30 comments. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. But I can imagine you're asking questions. But you, you make a really clear and, and to a point, upsetting point. Um, oh, the truth hurts liars, I couldn't it? disagree, though. Yeah. I, no, I could, no, I could. In a way, you made it impossible. Because I, I was like, well, what happens if they're born with just a fat gene or something, right? There's or, no such thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, or what if you're... Um, you're, you know, you're not privileged enough to have money. Sorry, that food costs the same. Uh, okay. Studies have been done. Okay, what about they've not, they've not been educated and their parents like, ply them with, like, you know, southern fried chicken? That's possible. Oh. Yeah. So we Re-education found... is a big issue. Re-education? Yeah. Okay. And there should be just as much... Uh, I was debating the BBC. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. Yes. But I went in oh, on that oh, chick. Shots fired. I did. I shot at that chick. Uh, but all these excuses that people have... It, if you have excuses in one area of your life, they're going to go over to every other area of your mm. life. It's either you fucking fix it or you have excuses. Pick so a true. side. And that's it. I'm fat because I don't have the education. Cool. If you know you don't have education, go get it. It's free online. Yeah. You have YouTube, you have a cell phone, go get it. And if you need help, I'll help you. And that's something I'm covering in Go Team Academy too is all the excuses that people have had throughout my videos. I found top experts in every single field from money to uh, health and wellness to chronic pain depression I have everybody coming in so there's going to be no more excuses wow yeah, I'm so excited so have you got people that have had depression that are coming in or Heck you, yeah, yeah. I had crazy depression for years too and I was suicidal I don't know if you got to that video I don't know what you've seen I saw the but, video uh, where you said um, it's all in your mind it's all in your mind it's all in your mind oh yeah that's the depression one <laughs> okay well literally it's, that's where it happens actually mm. no that's not true gut biome has been found to cause a lot of depression oh, yeah. Yeah. healthy gut healthy mind it's true it's true so we're, we're okay I'll be really honest this is probably our I'm going to be vulnerable here um, <laughs> I can't wait. we've spoken on the last 14 episodes quite deeply about mental health issues and, and depression we've had somebody that has survived Suicide. I'm not yep. sure if you're aware of that term. It's quite an odd term, yeah. but he and, and we've gone into the depths of understanding that. And actually, I, I have found, and you know, a few of us have found, we leave some of those and think, oh god, you know, it was quite heavy. Mm-hmm. When I watched that video, I was like, I wonder how they would react. And I was quite nervous to actually to speak about that today because yeah. they're going to listen today. Mm. How how do you overcome people that have got like I'm still depressed? How can you say just think myself out of it? Um, because I've done it, so I know it to be true. That's yeah. how. I feel but listening to you, I feel like you've got a lot of natural resilience and I think that is a key yeah. attribute. And I think a lot of people don't have that. I don't know how you teach that. I don't know how you claim that. But I think 
you clearly do have natural resilience and a lot of people don't. And I don't know how that's taught. That's, that's it. I do. Like, I'm going to be a dick. I'm going to say goteamacademy.com. Like, I brought in the best people that I can to take, because I believe, I know that we're all here to be fucking awesome. Mm. And we're taught in life all the insecurities that we have. We're taught all of these excuses and we're taught all this stuff and it's just not true. Mm -hmm. But it's hammered into us all the way from school to like, I don't think we should coddle and say, hey, you're you're depressed, you uh, have an illness, you have a whatever. I think it's time to rally around those people, not just throw drugs at them because we know they don't work and they're actually screwing up your body and your biomes, and actually help people heal from the inside. And there, a lot of times you can stem it back to either an actual science issue going on that stems from your gut or from an emotional trauma that you're not healing. So instead of just being like, hey, like I'm sorry that you're depressed or whatever we do in society, we should really be brave enough to get to the real issues with people and dive in on what actually what caused it. What do you think it. is the start of doing that? Um, being honest about it and taking away the stigma of saying that there is no stigma, let's take it off. Like when people are like, oh, there's a stigma to mental health. I don't think so because most people are suffering it. I don't think that's true. I think the stigma is that we act like there's no cure. That's mm -hmm. what I think the real issue is. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that depression will be treated and defeated in our lifetime, like 100%. Yeah. It's I'm interesting because, and, and this kind of doubles up in coming on to your marketing approach because when yeah. you put that out, obviously it's hugely compelling and you want to watch it because it says, Dear Fat People. Right? Yeah. So you call them out, right? Or, or, or you know, depression. I forget what the title of the, of the depression was. Was it Dear Depressed People? Depression's or? all in your head. Right, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so the, these are antagonizing, you know, I don't know what the right word is, that might be the right word. No, you're, yeah. you're like yeah. prodding yeah. the, yeah. You're yeah. the yeah. person. So the way in which you're doing it, I understand, mm -hmm. is is going to hurt some people, I guess. It's going to even go like, fucking hell, that's hard. Yeah, But you need Good. to. That's, Good. You need to, right? I, like, I always say this, I use this analogy. When someone's dying, the ambulance attendant doesn't rub their shoulder and say, hey, okay, wake up. They get up paddles and they fucking shock them. Mm. If you're to the point where you're suicidal, where you've, oh, you're obese, where anything like these horrible things are happening in your life consistently, you need someone to shock you. You need someone to slap you in the face with your own bullshit and say, wake up, fucker. Mm. Like, because everything you've done to that point hasn't worked. So why are you going to keep doing it? And society just petting each other, it's not working. You know, we're getting you know, sicker. Do you know what I found though? I think that it goes back to actually people wanting to help themselves. I found that a lot of people don't actually want to actually help themselves. Yeah, it's but that's, I don't think that's necessarily a choice. Like, I think people... But they get given the options. Is. They get given yeah, the options and they choose... The options, but you cannot have the energy or whatever to do it. It's a lot easier. If, uh, that's mm. what I'm saying. It's I easier. Think, mm. I think you have to be careful because you I think our perception is what reality is for us sure, so sure. you mm -hmm. can't you can't go and say that because you yeah. don't know what it's like to live in someone else's yeah, yeah mm -hmm. of course because yeah, yeah. you you're you've been a professional athlete mm -hmm. so you've clearly been you know trained and brought up as as the top one percent of the world mm -hmm. so I think it's very don't blow his head up yeah <laughs> I've seen him play football don't worry <laughs> <laughs> but no, what how's I'm, that bench doing like, I'm just kidding I, just, I, just, I think it's very I, you've, you've got that attitude and I think fair play to you but mm. we know a lot of people no, don't because no, no, you course, are at course. the top like bracket yeah, 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 of course I know. So I think it's like, it's not productive to say like some people don't, they just choose not to help themselves mm. personally. I think they do though. But that, I like yeah. that we can have different opinions. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the whole fun. point. You have to yeah, debate, yeah, yeah. Like, especially around being the kinds of people I'm around and I have hardcore people that have stepped in that are massive mind coaches and like huge entrepreneurs and I feel like I know I'm going the right way in my thought patterns when I have billionaires reaching out being like, yo, you, like self-made not yeah, like family yeah, yeah. money being like yo come here we, like you know this this and this 
you're right, and here's the science that backs it up. Want to come mm-hmm. on our team? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Like, I don't just say these things to cause a stir. I say these things because no, I'm like, wow, this is what's wrong. Let's fix it. Mm, you but, know. But how? So obviously, again, like billionaires, they're the top one percent. How? Yeah, yeah. How is your advice helping people say like at the bottom from the dog days? Yeah, like I get. People- thousands and thousands of messages of people saying thank you every every day like not to be a dick but it's every single day being like your dear fat people video the amount of people that lost weight from that video was psychotic weight watchers made shit tons of money advertising on that video talk about smart marketing (laughs) they bought up all the ads in front of that video which i was like genius i I invested in their stock right away when that was happening and and then Oprah was going to come out with them two weeks later. So I was like, oh, it's good timing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's just people that are always helped. Like, I get letters every day. I walk down the street and people are like, oh, are people mad at you? No, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I get people bawling their eyes out, grown men being mm-hmm. like, you said that thing and it hit me. And then I called my dad and was like, talked about that thing that happened 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm not for everybody, but for the people I'm for, I know it's working. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and I think that there's got to be... Everything isn't for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah, I think that's course. something society got, has to get used to as well. Yeah, definitely. But well, I know I'm helping, so it's that good. That is true, actually, because we do, like, we're trying to kind of one-size-fits-all uh, We're trying to moo the world. Yeah, yeah. and make no. everything just about five out of ten where we're going along being like, you don't swear because that might upset Johnny in the world. <laughs> well, okay, well, fuck I, you, Johnny, I no mediocre. So much, but you clearly, I think you've got to stage where you don't, I feel like you don't care when what people are saying about you, which is great, and it's what I want to get to, but I do still, like, I feel like, Everything that I want to say publicly or whatever, I have to think about it loads because I don't want to upset someone else. Okay, let's play a game. What's the worst that'll happen? I'll get vilified. There's a lot of vilification in social media. And then what happens? Okay, I think I have... I'll be a quivering mess in my bedroom. (laughs) Okay, you already are. I can tell. (laughs) We're in the bedroom. I don't don't know the ladies you're with. But, okay, so I've lived through that. Mm -hmm. I had people say that I'm the gamut of everything. And a lot of people didn't know I made dear fat people because I was in bed on disability, disabled from a bad car accident in 2008 for most of my 20s. Mm-hmm. Most people didn't know that. Completely, like, just upset watching people fuck up their own bodies when yeah. all I wished for was to be able to have one that functioned. Mm-hmm. So that was my internal thing towards that video. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I left that part when I wrote that video, and I have that clip, I'm going to put it out soon, of when I was like, as someone who's been through XYZ, you need to do this. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got to let them make me the villain. Mm-hmm. Because if... They can have a villain that they can all yell at. The The message is going to go bigger. And I lived through people making up complete bullshit about me. I've heard the worst rumors about me. Like, it's it was crazy. It hurt my feelings for a little bit, but I went through it. Oh, my God, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think, so as a, it's kind of a different topic, but as a platform, YouTube, and I think I probably understand it a little bit better than these guys. Yeah. Do you think YouTube as a platform is rewarding that kind of, Drama is that what they look for in content creators? See, I don't. Is that what you? Notice? I don't like YouTube. No. Uh, straight up, I just don't. I might put my new podcast on it, but I was uh, bought up as a Facebook creator years ago. So everything I posted went on Facebook first. I'm in the top hundred Facebook creators, which is dope, and I'm super proud of it. Uh, it just it's a different audience there because yeah, on YouTube it's 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 a reality show, yeah, and yeah, they'll throw you in it whether you want to or not. And if you say I don't want to play. Then they'll just put you in some drama anyway, and mm-hmm. they'll make up, they'll make something up about you. It's it's a lot of what I found. There's cool creators on YouTube, but there's a lot of really untalented people just trying to cause shit to get attention, like on a reality I'll find show. That on YouTube, Drop names. Yeah. What? Well, oh gosh, there's so many. There was, yeah. 
There's a lot. It's hard for me to like not think of names. No, I just <laughs> think of the, uh, the the drama of that dude, which I find quite funny. But which one? Keemstar, that guy. He's Who's funny. That? Yeah, he's quite funny. But basically, they were, what's it called, that community on YouTube? It's like people that just... The drama. Com- commentate. Yeah, yeah. So they just say, this is what's going on in YouTube. Oh, and then they... they every like two okay. days, that's, that's their content. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the and he would call me and it's like just, yeah I just I can't it's fathom, a different I, world. I can't fathom I don't have time I don't, for that. I'm not a loving your own girl I don't get eyes I'm just like, like what yeah. what, like, what is going on what why is this happening because also I see my little my niece right who's nine years old the weird thing is that she comes across she probably end up on your videos <laughs> but like I hope she, not it wasn't for her <laughs> dear fucked up eight year olds yeah. no so he, he um sorry. When she's on this, it like captivates her for so long, right? Yeah. And you're like, what is going in? And who's regulating this stuff? Yeah. Nobody. Ha- no one is. Yeah, so yeah. you can literally then, search anything. And you're right. And I think the worry is, okay, because fine, and, and I, it's different with kids, I understand that. But they're, what I, the question Ian asked around, like, okay, are they putting vilified YouTubers or people that are making quite harsh points in, in this kind of antagonizing mm-hmm. way at the top of the pile? I think about that psychologically. Are they doing that because human beings just like like a fucking villain? Is that because you've been growing Everyone up watching? Everyone does. I, I studied it. Like, I went into history and I studied it while it was happening to me. I'm like, this is a ride. This is a trip that most people will never go on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's see what's going down. And, like, what, what are the phases? How long does this last? Well, if it goes... Like, I had someone go to the press and say that they were the fat guy that sat beside me on the plane. I made that guy up. That's where my stand is. That never happened. I've never been mean to an overweight person in my fucking life, ever. Like, one of my best girls is a self-proclaimed fat chick, and she was just like, Nicole, I know you would never do that. I'm like, yeah, I've never done that. She's like, okay, yeah. Like, but this guy went to the press and said that that was him. And I'm like, really, sir? What flight was that? Yeah, what yeah. flight? And he couldn't say. No, he couldn't say. And he made up a flight. And I'm like, cool, because here's my ticket showing where I was that day. Oh, like, yeah, But yeah. it was just so interesting to see how people just want to pile on villains. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I had a, a really large uh, pop star. I don't know if I'll say. But a very, exactly very large pop star. Yeah. His mom called me. And she just wanted to make sure I was okay. And I thought that was the nicest thing ever. Like, she found my contact through a mutual friend. And she's like, hey, just want to make sure you're okay with what's going down. This was part of the gig. Mm. She's like, it will happen to you if you're awesome, no matter what. Mm. And I'm like, all right, cool. There's a guy going through it at the moment now, isn't there? The the, the teenage makeup artist, James Charles. You know, he came to UK and in in Birmingham, I think it was, and the whole shopping center was flooded. Yeah. Where he, you probably know better than me. Yeah, I saw that. The the lady who apparently helped made his career, she has her own vitamin brand. And it's really good. Yeah, and he he promoted another brand. So she basically came out and said that this guy has been trying to turn straight guys into like trying to no yeah, way to and if they say guys. no then he says he's going to out them anyway publicly yeah. Yeah. yeah like if they won't hook up with him so it's like you can go and he was like only oh, six fuck. weeks oh, yeah. ago like is it, oh, it, wow how amazing this guy is such a nice dude or whatever and now he's like this villain and everyone's basically even in the UK are just saying like, fuck that guy yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. that guy we do that when as, to a, win, as a teenager though like, how are you supposed to cope with yeah, that yeah I know like, from like comedy did you become like an overnight sensation like an overnight thing or was it Oh, Did you suddenly no on YouTube? Overnight. No, no, well, I was like, stuff. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I was in marketing before, and I ended up in marketing because, uh, yeah, so I was doing comedy, and then I was hired to host this like huge tour right across Canada with all these massive bands. I was like, dope. And I go to the meeting right before with like the CEO of Molson, who does like Corona and Coors and all these big brands. 
all the marketing and advertising people, and I'm sitting there, and they're telling me the campaign, and this is what we're pitching to all the college kids, and this is the tour, and it was trash. It was like, it sounded like old white dudes trying to impress young people in college, mm-hmm. and I sat there in my chair, and I listened, and I just sat back. I'm like, oh my God, that's so bad, <laughs> and I said it out loud, and I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that because like <laughs> this was like my first big tour, mm-hmm. and the CEO was like, I, like the advertising people wanted to stab me in the eye, but then the CEO was like, "What would you do?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Glad you asked." And then I gave them an idea, and then they bought my ideas from me. And then <laughs> suddenly I was in marketing. Wow. And then they're like, "What would you do on this thing?" And then other companies started coming to me, and then it just it just went really well. It was why, dope. Why do you think this has happened? Because I, I marketing now like 98% of it just seems like it is terrible but why is is it because there's a rise of transparency and honesty from human beings Mm -hmm. that we now go what do you mean live your best life that's a fucking beer I don't understand what you mean like why why, (laughs) why if I'm living my best okay fine but why these weird little desperate taglines they've attached to these so this is what I love that's so fun is in a world full of people trying so fucking hard when you be yourself you stand out yes the rise of like do you is like not yeah. like that. Uh, the rise of <laughs> you is just like coming up and it makes me so happy because I also did something cool in the last week. I deleted, I'm close to around 4,000 people from my Facebook fan page where I'm like, you know what? You guys aren't on brand for me. I don't, I don't want your creepy ass comments in my comment section. I don't want you trolling my other people. I'm yeah. creating a community here. I'm going to pick who I fuck with. And I think that realism of like doing something like that is coming full circle right mm. now in marketing and in advertising and in influencers. Like, mm. what I did like about the girl calling out James was he has said he hates those gummy bear hair things. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he fucks with them when they have Coachella passes. I hope he got herpes. Just kidding. Was it herpes? <laughs> what was it? I think it was something like that. Everybody there got herpes. Just kidding. I don't. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish that on anybody. No. Uh, but yeah, he said he hates it. But yeah, then yeah. he'll pose with it and say, it's my favorite product and it works. Really? Because they just put it in your hand. There's no way for you to know that it works. You're full of shit. Yeah, and yeah. the transparency is just bubbling to the top and I fucking love it. How are they going to get around it? Because yeah. no matter what you want, brands will always find a way to ruin something. Right? Yeah. So they'll come in oh, and yeah. be like, I know it's all about you being yourself, but here's a bottle of Coca-Cola. Could you just hold it near your face? Kind of thing. And here's what I would do. I love sugar water. Sparkling sugar water does nothing for your body, makes you feel ill. In the long run, it's probably going to fuck you up, but God, it tastes good with rum. (laughs) Sparkling sugar water with brown. Like, with brown, like, with that's brown. what we do. With, with the brown, a weird choice of color. <laughs> Have you been practicing that? You wait. I've never done that in my life. Wow. Yeah. But okay. like that's that's what I. But that would do. sell. I would, that would sell more. I 100%. think so too. That would sell more. Yeah. This is about my. Okay, I'm not going to pitch it now, but I've got a really interesting idea about oh, a no, drink. I'm not going to do it now. Pitch it, pitch but it's got sparkling water. Yeah. Now with brown. Like they don't have to make it brown. No. That's an added color. They add caramel. People add caramel color to everything. Yeah. Just like. Caramel O2 is fucking lit. <laughs> yeah. So is this what you're saying when you're going in to do the um, Go Team stuff? Yeah. Are you, are you like directly to brands are you doing this or are you doing it to corporate companies? There's also? different divisions. Like I work with giant corporations and anyone, any major name you could think of I've somehow worked with. Mm. But then I work with the entrepreneurs too mm. who are building their bigger brands. Everyone that I was just with is like going their million higher and then building to their next 90-day amazingness. Mm. Um but yeah, sometimes I'll come in and I'll be like, yeah, but who who are you? Like, who the fuck are you that you want people to be following you on social media? Okay, for what? 
Because a lot of people will hire these 19, 20-year-old social media experts, and I'm like, just because they're born in that year doesn't make them an expert. How many followers do you want? What impact do you want? Mm -hmm. Do they have that? No, then don't hire them. And then we break down like literally who they are as a person, who they are as a brand, is that what you're showing? If not, how do we do that? So that's like one side of the marketing stuff. And then Go Team Academy, we're going to have all different arms. But the first course is lose the excuses and fucking win already. Mm-hmm. And I brought in like heavy hitters that are friends of mine, everyone from UFC's Megan Anderson talking about mindset to Elena Cardone, who's one half of the billion-dollar Cardone empire mm-hmm. uh, about building your empire and how to make cuts because you got to make 10X. cuts with people fast. Yeah, Team 10X right here. And uh, you got it, you got it, you got it, 10X. There you are again. Go Toros. No, it's like, uh, <laughs> that's a cheerleader. You no, this out. is see like, it. yeah, this is my go team and then yeah. they're 10X. We, we oh, got, right, we sorry. got our thing. Should I know this? I should you know. should. She probably knows. Yeah. Go team. What was the, it? No, this, no, is no, this is go team. That's go team. That's go team. Go team. Go team. We'll do it after. So obviously you're clearly very heavily now in the entrepreneur world. Yeah. And we started this podcast and I told you a little bit about this because we wanted to relate to people and I know a lot of podcasts that we listen to now are people who talk about success and how people make money, etc. And sorry, the, I keep kicking you. That's yeah. right, I'm enjoying it. Don't worry. Okay. So I guess my question is here: you probably can tell a lot of who's faking it. Oh my gosh! And who's not? And for people who are listening to these people who are literally drawn into making money, and this is oh my god, it sounds so easy. Yeah. Is it a marketing fraud? Is you know? Okay, so I actually called that some people on shit gold, recently. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. This is like a no. I enjoyed all the sound effects. Let's do more. Yeah. When I'm on a mic. Vagina. Yeah. Too far. Way too far. I said buh, oh, okay, vagina. Fine. Yeah. That was really good. That was fire in the booth. No, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, yeah. When it comes to that stuff, mm. God damn, there's so many people full of shit right now, and it upsets me because. You know, it's cool that I get called in to fix it after, but I'd rather not be spending time fixing it. And I hate when people rip people off for money. I'm from a blue collar family. Every penny, like I still forget that I make money now, even when I do. And I'm like, you know, okay, this coffee and like I'm checking out prices and shit. But when people rip people off, I'm like, that is such low integrity. You deserve to be shot in the street. Like, yeah, take my five week marketing course on how to blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? Who have you done that for other than yourself? Yeah, yeah. Are you you are not a marketing expert. Oh, excuse my coffee. You're not a marketing expert if you've only marketed you, kind of. Mm. Like I just you don't know how to do it for all these people and you're lying and you know you're lying. And I was on a podcast recently with this big marketing expert and she was full of shit. Was and it? she was looking at me. Oh, you know, I can't do that just yet. You know I have I have some I got, I got some receipts okay. saved <laughs> right across the board that they'll be coming out. Right. Okay. But I just don't like people lying to people. It's like if if you don't know how to do a job, don't say you do. And these people are pretending that they do and they're full of shit. As a listener, what would you advise these listeners to look out for? Look out for people who haven't done what they're telling you to do. Mm, so do your research, basically. Yeah, do your research. And if it's like, yeah, here's how to make your videos, blah, 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 online. Really? Because I'm looking at your videos, bitch, and 100,000 is your highest. Mm, so yeah. how are you going to tell me how to achieve anything higher than that? I look at it as like a sports coach who's never played the game. I'm like, you've nice. never been in the ring. What do you? You're in the cheap seats, and suddenly mm. you're selling tickets. Yeah. Like what? Like how does that work? So yeah. Have you ever made videos that have uh, got views that are completely like on a positive tone that aren't kind of, I don't know, questioning society in some respect? Because obviously, I don't think every brand will be able to. You 
use the Pepsi example and they yeah, do, yeah. but I don't think every brand will want to go like antagonize and cause totally. offense. Yeah. So I was just wondering what other examples you had kind of like case studies of. Well, you know, it was one was that was really funny to me was uh, I guess this could slightly be antagonizing, but I was told that you can't market Adam and Eve sex toys. No one can touch it without it being super sleazy. Mm-hmm. They've been trying for years, and I'm like, give it to me. Like, the, I was like, a challenge. <laughs> I'm not going to market just give it to me. that brand in the UK? It's the biggest one, the biggest, like, adult sex toys, novelties, lingerie, all that kind of stuff. And I like it because their whole thing is the couple that plays together stays together. Mm-hmm. And I just like that Good as, like, a brand. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about just being, like, a kinky weirdo fucking everybody. It's like, let's build awesome relationships. Yeah. And, uh, so they're the biggest one in North America, and they kept saying that they can't do it without it being sleazy. I'm like, I can. I'll take it. Yeah, and yeah. I did the first video I did with them, I got an 86-year-old Jewish lady with me, <laughs> and we did an unboxing. And me and Helen did this unboxing, and she had no idea what was in the box. I just told <laughs> really? her, I That's got a funny. delivery from the company from my YouTube stuff. <laughs> and then we went and opened it thing by thing, and that got like a million views in like the first day, 20,000 in sales instantly, wow. like with the okay. direct code link, which they were really happy with, because that was just like... Just, just trust me, guys. Let me do this thing. Yeah, yeah. And then people were dying because, like, Helen would pull out a giant glass yeah, yeah. dildo and be like, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> and then at the end, she goes, Nicole, are you keeping this one? I'm like, no, Helen. That's all you. That's all yours, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, even the lingerie, she'd look at it and, like, you guys should just watch that one. Wow, it's really funny. Like, oh, and then so I did good. a second video with them. And I, do you guys know the Sham Wow guy? The Sham Wow. It was the biggest infomercial in North America. He was selling this like really absorbent cloth in the early 2000s, I think. Mm. So I basically was the over-the-top infomercial chick, but I was selling sex toys. And it's like, when life's a stress, you feel a mess. No meme makes you feel hashtag blessed. You need to. Go fuck yourself. And I had a studio audience and like we talked about all the sex toys, but I made it like an infomercial. And then it it crushed. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Thanks. (laughs) My pitch to them in like my actual pitch and my agent's like, are you psycho you want me to send this email I'm like send it and like if you don't I told them what I want to do I'm like and if you don't like this pitch I want you to go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. and then they're like okay make the video (laughs) what do you think of selling washing powder washing powder like if Tide were like See, that was an American or Canadian <laughs> reference there. Yeah, I don't know. For anyone that's listening, it's Ariel or, or Ferry. Or, um, no, yeah. but if they gave this thing, like, okay, look, we we literally just stand for clean clothes. I mean, yeah. I don't really even care about that, to be that's honest. That's not but. true. That's <laughs> not true. You know that's not true. Because it'll, it'll come down to clean clothes for who? Is this clean clothes for the college kid who always smells like shit, but there's a hot chick coming over right now? Is this clean clothes for the family on the go? Like, let's hone in on who we're trying to hit. Mm-hmm. I'd actually want them to do probably a series of, like, ten funny. I like... You can touch people's emotions or you can go super funny. Yeah. I like funny. I can do mm-hmm. both though. Let's do 10 videos for all the different people that Tide is for and what their lives are like and like make it funny and then somehow make it like all of them go together as one film. Did you, yeah. did, did you ever, That's what I would do. This is quite, did you, this, I don't know why I just come to my head. Did you ever see that Chinese commercial that really- Well, the Panda one? No, the ra- like, it's so racist, the detergent. What? Oh no, what was it? Oh my God, it's so bad. I can't wait so to see Chinese it. Chinese lady is dating a, a black guy. I'm mm. going to say it because yeah, you can stay in a black guy. And yeah. then she. Black's not a swear word. And then she puts him in, mate, it's true. She puts him in the washing machine, puts a detergent oh in. No. And then out comes a white uh, Chinese guy. You're joking. And then she's like, oh, this is so happy. It's honestly disgusting. Wow. Real advert in China, by the way. True oh, advert. How does that even get something? Mean, even your shots. Jesus. Oh. Ed, broken. And, and the, the, worst part, <laughs> the worst part is obviously the guy. That they've got to to film it. He's you know he's 
you know, he doesn't really have a clue what's going on. Yeah. Kind of thing. And he's smiling and in the advert, it's, it's fucked. That's so it's bad. Yeah. Actually, Nicole, you covered this. Whoa, what a cover. Bit. You covered the, um, you Dear did black, black people. people, didn't you? You know who my biggest fan of that one was? Who? Snoop Dogg. Really? Yeah, I smoked weed with him after that video. <laughs> oh, that's NBA like All-Star life game. goals, isn't that? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's not a life goal of mine because I would go fucking mental. I can't smoke weed. I'd go like crazy. No, you know what? You guys have weird weed in the UK. That's why. Straight up, you do. Like, people in the UK are like, yo, I can't smoke weed. I'll go crazy. I'm like, that's because you guys spray it down with shit or like your, your weird dudes with your backpacks and whatever they're fucking putting in there. Some, <laughs> oh, the shoulder packs. Yeah, shoulder, shoulder packs. Man, yeah, your weed mate. here is weird. You know, in like LA and Canada, like it's totally different. Yeah. yeah. I could imagine that. It smells, it's, when I went to LA, it smells good. Yeah. Well, I don't really like the herb in LA. I don't really like the smell. <laughs> no, I didn't get on the herb. Yeah. Um, in the club, they're smoking the clubs. Yeah, yeah. smell the blunts in the clubs and I actually smell I was like no, it smells better than <laughs> cigarettes you know like England just smells yeah. of fags and pipes like yeah. yeah see fags means something else in North America yeah. so if you being like it cigarettes, smells like fags cigarettes yeah. cigarettes that's sorry, different yeah, not, not yeah. things both we put in our mouths we all do that yeah um, okay. Tuesdays I want to cover that one because I thought that was I think that was the most controversial thing that I've seen um, what one but, but it made complete I, oh the dear black people really yeah, yeah yeah oh man I didn't think that was controversial well, I thought that was at brave because I have so oh, I, I do have a lot of respect because that is Jesus, like putting that out, you must have been you must have been quivering when you put like press post. No, I grew up in like Toronto. Like okay. I'm from Hamilton, so it's like 45 minutes from Toronto. From 18 on, I was in Toronto, and we are the most multicultural city I think in the world, mm-hmm. and we're such a hip hop culture. And I had no idea that the rest of the world wasn't like that. Like. I have so many friends who are every single color, shape. I got the Sikhs ro- rocking with their swords. And I'm like, dope, you protect me. I know what that means. Like, <laughs> you're not going to try and fuck me up. You're going to protect me with that thing. And this kid has a turban and these ones are like my black kids and these ones are the yeah. Asian ones. Like, it didn't occur to me that that would be an issue to make that video. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got Trinis and Jamaicans as my friends. Mm. Like, what? What were you... What were you- what well, I just, I just thought it was amazing because I, and you must have had a backlash. Did you have like... I know no, they loved the, it. Really? Yeah. You there didn't have no, anyone getting contact saying this is like this is offensive. No, this is bad. No, wow. That okay. was the one I would say that had the least. That's your British. Bro, that's it like is, you know, the British. Like, so oh British, my god, I'm don't like, put it out there. No. Jesus. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I was just making fun of the real things. Wow. I'm making fun of myself too. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there was. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Feel, I, yeah, there was a bit in there. When I went to Jamaica, I like because of that video, I had a really big fan base there. And then I did like a nightclub appearance in Jamaica and I was like, this is funny. Are there any British com- comedians that have that kind of style of comedy, do you think? I'm trying to think. I, I don't think, know. Because I know I've seen a lot of American comedians. Ricky Gervais do- has done a few videos, isn't he? Like ish back in the day. Yeah. You know what's really funny is Ricky Gervais, I didn't know this before I put out Dear Fat People, but he has said almost identical things in the past mm-hmm. and no one gave a shit. No one got mad at him. Mm. Not a single person. He saves dogs. He's quite untouched. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. He is, but he's, he's also like, very good at covering off what, who he's offending. Because well, no, the thing is that the purpose of the joke isn't, you know, for example, he made a lot, he got a lot of backlash about making a joke about a rape victim. And he wasn't, I wasn't making a joke about a rape victim. Mm. The joke is on the purpose of or whoever the person is doing that kind of thing or whoever finds that thing funny. So but as long like, as you're shifting. Why do we have to explain comedy? Gosh, mm. damn. Yeah. Like, that's what's pissing me off. Mm. Like, I love George Carlin. I'm from the George Carlin School of Comedy. And I love British humor, like, Faulty Towers and that mm. kind of shit. Nobody apologized. No. It's like, if you don't like it, shut up. Like, yeah. go away. You're the oh, crybaby. I went to a, what was the stand-up comedy, the underground one in England. It's a secret comedy show. I went to that, like, the Dope. last month. It's really cool. But then one of the comedians had to apologize. What? During the show because, <laughs> like, five or six people got offended. And I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Like, 
just fuck if you don't get if you're offended fuck you get off, up and yeah. leave just go and it was awkward half man. the crowd more than half the crowd walked out when I went to see Whoopi Goldberg live she was really? filthy filthy Whoopi from Sister Act you would think it's <laughs> all these old ladies are there thinking they're seeing Sister Mary Clarence and it, it was it was not it was oh, like oh happy day was that no and she's like talking about big dicks and on her period and all these things and like all these Whoa. old ladies were like oh, and it went from oh, to <laughs> to getting up and getting their purses and then they left. Really? And I mean like there was thousands of people in the show and over half the crowd left. Wow. But good, leave. Yeah, that's like, true. My mom like was it. grossed out too and I'm like, most of this shit's not for me but I'm going to stay and watch the show because mm. I think it's respectful and whatever. That's what you say quite a lot is if it's not for you, it's not for you. It's not for it's you. It's not for everybody. Yeah, everything's not for everybody. Like no. that's why when you go to a store, there's multiple products, dumbasses. <laughs> like there's more, so not now, just Colgate. When you're like in everyday life... Is that still seen as comedy when you're making jokes and it upsets people and it insults people? It's just because on Sunday we obviously had that. I was on like a panel discussion talking about uh, when banter's gone too far. When banter, mm. you know the term banter in the yeah. UK. So when banter goes too far and then and the subsequent effect that can do on people's mental health and then I think in turn like how we treat women women in our society is probably down to how we joke and how we like very true like joke very about true. women and yeah, yeah. treat them as sex objects. So yeah. I don't know when you say comedy. Do you mean when you're performing or do you mean like in everyday life, the jokes that we say to take the piss out of each other? Because in the UK, yeah. we're always ripping the shit out of each but other. But I love that. And that's why I feel at home here is mm. like, I think mm. there's part of, you know, not taking yourself too seriously and everyone should be able to take the piss out of each other. But you know, when it hits on something yeah. real, mm. like, like too real. And if I ever did that to one of my friends, I'd apologize instantly. Like David's sitting back there behind the camera. We rip on each other <laughs> hey, constantly. And that's why he's here is it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. like, he'll be like, Oh, you're so fucking important. Like, <laughs> like, like whatever. We'll just like, I need that around me though. Yeah, and sure. like the other night we were so exhausted. We had stayed up probably at least four days straight and he just kept, Kept making jokes and wouldn't let me sleep, and I was like, literally, I just, I just want you dead. <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. please die in your sleep. This, he's like, do you need anything else? I'm like, I need you to die in your sleep. Oh and like, it's God. so awful. David's like, lovely, thank you. No, when it flew out of my mouth, I'm like, that's the worst thing I've ever said ever. But yeah. he was crying, laughing, and he's like, that's so bad. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, like I really shouldn't have said that. I felt bad. But he's yeah. like, no, that was really funny. But I know, like in what we joke about, especially when it comes to the women's stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that women need to joke back. Yeah. Like, that's Mm -hmm. where, like, I'm always surrounded by dudes. It happens a lot with comedy, with marketing, advertising, anything. I'm surrounded by a lot of dudes. And if I don't hold my own, then they're going to fuck with me. And it takes, like, me and a group, huge group full of dudes, it takes a lot for me to stand up and be like, hey, don't fucking say that Mm -hmm. if it gets too far. Yeah. yeah, Or whatever. What's what's that like coming into, obviously, a male? sort of a room full of males that immediately judge because males do yeah it's true when you have a successful woman unfortunately a lot of men like to think well she must have got there because uh, mm. you know no but it's true I don't right? think that, no but a lot oh, of men do yeah well you're do. obviously a kind soul I can tell this this is oh. like this is the nice it's a beautiful person. soul yeah, yeah. beautiful soul um yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. And they do it every single time. Mm. Like, oh, who'd she suck off to get this job? And I'm like, actually, it's who I didn't. That <laughs> I know when I get to the end of the road, I'm going to be able to sit there and look at myself and be like, not a single dude mm. of that kind of thing helped me get anywhere. And it might not be worth the most money right now, but in the long, I'm playing the long game. Mm-hmm. So I know when I get to the end, I can tell all the young girls that I didn't do any of that and yeah. you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And it's and you know the amazing, the, the, the amazing thing about this, okay, is right. You, if you flip it, it's normally the guys that end up trying on review. Yeah. yeah. Huh, that's the funny. We talked <laughs> about that before. Like, 
it's kind of annoying because I walk into like a room full of comics and I'll be like, dope, coworkers. And we're just chopping it up or whatever. And then someone will send me a really weird DM later. Uh, and then well, if you're I, in the room with them? Like, like maybe five minutes later. Oh, like and it's from like from from work to suddenly. Yeah, like we're just imagine we're just sitting the, like this right now, yeah, yeah. and then you send me like I just want I just want you like really rude words, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. the fuck, dude. And then I have the moment of okay, I'm either gonna be a bitch now, mm. either he's gonna go tell everybody I'm a bitch or I'm a slut. Pick one. Mm. You got to pick one. And then eventually, it's like if you don't find one of those roles there, then you get cut out of the groups. You get cut out of the crews. It's fucked up. Oh, it's so constant. So you give yourself a title of bitch or slut. Yeah. yeah. You, you're not really in so much. I, like, so many girls in comedy, it's like, I'd rather lone wolf it. And that's what the internet gave me is mm. the power to not wait for old white dudes who are looking for me to be on their casting couch to do whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. I could do whatever. I, no, don't fuck them. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. I could do whatever I want. And then all the comics, like all the dudes, guys are like, oh, yeah, you can't do stand up. I did stand up. Mm. And I was at Laugh Factory in LA on Sunset a couple of weeks ago, reminded everybody I could do stand up. And I'll mm. go back and do that again whenever I feel like it. Mm. But, and I, I hate to be gangster about it, but I have to. But I stepped out of that scene because it's like, man, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. if you're going to work every day and it's just like, this is shitty vibes and no matter how good I do, people are going to talk shit. Okay, I love this group of 300 people, but I'm going to make a video and get 30 million people watching it. Mm-hmm. And then no one can say anything. I made that myself from start to finish on my cell phone with my laptop. Bitches. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's. I think that's the only attitude girls can have. Just go be awesome, be gangster about it. and. It's that's fine, because if you look at, you know, female empowerment is quite a big thing. It's huge uh, at the moment. And I, depending on which women you speak to, they'll say, well, you know, it's all about empowering women, it's about us gathering together and having these, you know, conferences. And I think the fundamental thing that's gone wrong with a lot of that is they haven't empowered, and this is a man saying this, it's yeah, probably yeah. unpopular. <laughs> they, they haven't empowered men to empower women. They've actually, they've targeted men and sort of said, you're the worst, you know, you guys have been treating us the whole time. I have an issue with me too, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this, I was going to ask this question because depending on the, on the women that you speak to, they will say, no, we need you more than anyone because you're going to yeah. make this movement happen and that's how equality happens. Yeah. But then you have the other half who aren't like that at all mm. and like, no, no, fuck you guys. Yeah. I've been victimized for this long and therefore I'm going to play that character. How do, you, how do you talk to those people? I think there needs to be both. Good question, by the Great. way. Great. I was just yeah. in my head, I was thinking... Yeah, nice. that nice. was that was pretty brilliant. Nice. Um, <laughs> high five. Oh, we missed that. Why did you put that hand? <laughs> that was we, that one's such, so such, such a rugby oh, okay. lad. No, You're so fine. Fine. Did you want to touch my family hand or not? Yeah, okay, that was fine. Don't send me a weird DM after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> it's interesting because on the sexuality side, I'm a woman and I like being cute and I like wearing low cut tops and boobs are fun. Hey, like. I just, I'm glad you're laughing. But I like that side of femininity. And I like when, when someone holds the door for me, thank you. And I appreciate gentlemen and I love that stuff. But I can also go kick ass. And there's this weird fine line where I'm like, okay, I like all of these things, but I don't think that means I have to be hypersexualized. Where do we find the medium? I don't know because I don't want all dudes to become these weird betas who are scared of women and acting like girls. I like men to be men. That's like my personal preference. So it's it's a weird dichotomy. And I think like with Me Too, the part that they missed was, okay, Me Too, yeah, I've been in those situations too. Date, rape, drug, like I can smell it now and be like, I know who gave this to you. Like... <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of the date rape drugs. and uh, it's David's batch. Yes. Oh, da- oh, yes, from corner, yes, fourth and third. Mm, this is a good one. Oaky aftertones, yes. Uh, 
So I've been in all those situations, so I'm just not talking out of my ass on it. It's scary. I don't know a single girl who hasn't been in some kind of rape situation. Mm. A single girl. And it sucks, but talking about that, we've talked about it. We get it. Now what? Like, I don't believe in the, oh, I'm not getting paid enough money. I'm going to protest. Go make your own fucking company. That is the answer. Like, go do it yourself. And mm. if you're not getting treated properly, you leave. Mm. Uh, I think once we're adults, if you put up with any kind of abuse, it's your fault. When we're kids, we can't control it. But the second you are an adult and people in a relationship abuse you, people at work abuse you, you're not, you're taken for granted, it's your fault if you stay. And we need to have some accountability for that as women. And if you don't like it, change it. I just don't think we have to sit around waiting for dudes to do what we want them to do. I, do, I don't think that that's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. So myself, I employ awesome people. I work with awesome people who treat people properly. High integrity is like number one on our list. We'll banter and we'll fuck with each other. But at the end of the day, we all know our integrity is at the highest level. And if someone overstepped, then we talk about it like openly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the real answer and what we've been missing. And yeah. That's a really good answer. Thanks. It is. I think, world peace. Well, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. say world peace. Yeah. I think, it, you know, like, I won't go into the, the beginnings of problems and that sort of thing because I think trauma can manifest in someone's brain when they're younger. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you can have the, the feeling of inferiority and the feeling of like you can't change what you've been given because you've had an abusive parent or a really It's incorrect, childhood. everybody listening. That's not true. You can get over it. I know you can. Okay. I've looked into the science of it. You can be reprogrammed. All of us can. And it has to start with you. It is you who has to make the decision. But okay. please keep going. No, no, no. I mean, that's what I want to come out here, to be honest. Yeah. I, look, I'm not a scientist. I'm not saying that. What? I am, He's a scientologist. I, <laughs> <laughs> They're nice people, by the way. Yeah. Good for them. My brother's yeah. a Scientologist. We, we were going to get him on here, but then we sort of did a U-turn on that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had... Uh, I'll t- I could tell you about that. I don't want to cut you off. I have a really cool Scientology story. Like, really cool. I've, um, I've been audited before. So I went into oh, the, uh, the Church of Scientology and I spent eight hours Being talking about story. my... Uh, yeah, yeah. So I told the same story. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go through this really quickly. Yeah. yeah, What they do, it was amazing. They brought me in and they said, okay, right, what do you want to fix? And I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I gave them some of these things. And I was like, well, actually, sometimes I don't feel like peak happiness. I want to feel like really, really happy. And they're like, okay, fine, right. So when were you last really happy? And I was mm. like... I was in Bali, I was with my mate, and I was like, I fucking love you, man, and we were really drunk. <laughs> anyway, they were like, oh, and I was smiling when I was telling the story. And they were like, I remember you were like, I was really sad, I went be miserable. And I was like, okay, so me and my ex-girlfriend broke up, and they're like, okay, tell me more about that. And then for six hours, yeah. right, I had to tell the same story over and over until, I didn't, I didn't know the game. If I knew yeah, the game, yeah. I would have told it once. The game was, every time you get one more bit of data in the story, you have to tell it again. And the story gets <gasps> yeah. longer. So it goes like, it's four minutes and it's six and it's 10 and it's 15. But ask it. Yeah. And then they, yeah, you basically get to the point where you, you're, you're done with this thing. Yeah. And then they make you take a test and you come back in and they go, right, okay, look, you're a four. Oh, I'm you, sorry they told it to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's you wanna, rude. You want to be a seven, don't you? And yeah. I was like, I'd love to be a seven. That's my lucky yeah. number. If, yeah. you, if you want to be a seven, right, if you want to be a seven, yeah. seven's quite high. Right, so that's two or... I'm going to say four courses, right? Yeah. And they're only 500 pounds a go. And when you've got, maybe we'll get you to a six in about six months, depending if you come back here every day, every single day. Right? Yeah, yeah. And when you come back here every single day, we're going to give you lovely treats, we're going to smile at you, we're going to hug you. By the way, the girl that came and gave you my my um, results that I took for this test <laughs> was beautiful. Of course. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I've just broken up my boyfriend for like six weeks, I'm ready to date again. I'm like, wow. <laughs> anyway. She slid in your DMs. She, she slid in my fucking hey. WhatsApp. Nice. WhatsApp being, I was like, how is this even happening? I don't understand. Anyway. Um, I don't know how I got into Scientology. What was your story of Scientology? Well, okay, so that, that's interesting to me. 
I have studied world religions. That was in college. My major was comedy and comedy performance and writing. And then world religions was the other thing I just thought was so interesting. I'm like, what's the biggest thing everyone fights about? Religion. It's religion. Yeah. Let's figure out what they have in common. Let's see where the differentiation is. This is just how my brain works. So when it came to Scientology, I was like, I'd say most of the population. I'm like, this is fucked up, weird, cult, ah, Tom Cruise, jumping on a couch. And then I started meeting some awesome people, and then eventually they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm a Scientologist. And I'm like, oh, weird. But then I caught myself having that reaction. I'm like, hey, Nicole, chill it out. If you did that because someone said they're Jewish, that's pretty fucked up. Mm -hmm. So check yourself. And I was like, cool, tell me more about it. I read the first Dianetics book because a friend gave it to me. I'm like, okay, I get it. There's nothing about the spaceships in here. Mm. This is, it just seems like a religion. It just seems like a religious book and like no different from other ones, just really cool key messaging. I'm like, okay, I get it. Left it there. I'm working in the Malibu fires. There was big fires in Malibu a couple months back. And I volunteered to go up and rescue animals, like jump in the fires and stuff. I was like, adrenaline, woo, help the animals. Uh, I eat animals, but I was also rescuing them. It was kind of (laughs) weird juxtaposition. I was like, oh, well, this chicken's already cooked. So (laughs) weird, I'll rescue his friend. Um, So yeah, I was up there and I didn't know this one girl that was like, yeah, come join our mission. I'm like, on it. They roll up in these yellow Scientology jackets, all of them. And I was like, well, their jackets matching, say, Church of Scientology. Okay, (laughs) all right. Uh, they're like, do you want a jacket? I'm like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I have a jacket. <laughs> Put it on. But then we go into the fires and I'm working with these people for crazy amounts of time. And they were, they were volunteering their time just like everybody else. And they were coordinated and they were helping the effort. And like we mm. were in dangerous situations and yeah. they were just fucking there. And these were celebrities too who didn't need to be there, didn't need to do that, weren't posting it on social media. Mm-hmm. They were just cool people. So I'm like, can I ask you guys lots of the questions? And at first they were like standoffish, rightfully so. If you're constantly attacked, I get it. But then, you know, even Grant Cardone is a Scientologist. And I had Grant and Elena on my new podcast that's coming out. And I talked to them about all of it because I realized it's really fucked up that as a society, we are so comfortable making fun of Scientology Mm. when it would be really offensive if we did that to anybody else's religion. Like that'd be a hate crime. If you went on the news and talked shit about any other religion, that's a hate crime. Mm. So why can we do that about Scientology? And if you know they have their weird or just different games to get to things, yeah. okay. If you're paying for courses, I'm like, that's fucked up. You got to pay for the religion. We'll wait. You pay for anything that's of value. Mm. Like in life, if it's something super of value, you pay for it. Mm. And all the Scientologists I know had great results. So I'm like, it's not my thing. But I can respect that it's their thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And I yeah. agree. It's it's a super rigid um, system, and I, I think, like we were saying, there's, a, there's no one size fits all in society. That is a one size fits all religion, where it's very much like okay, look, it, the whole thing is it combines spirits and science. I realize you're spending quite a lot of time on Scientology. Let's move on. Yeah, so, no, it's cool. We're um, getting like we're so all over the place. We are. Let's do. We're like this. Let's just do. Nicole, I'm a comedian. I swear. How, <laughs> we're talking about weird shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How is uh, how is social media killing your relationship? Oh my gosh. Well, it's so Next obvious. Topic. Yeah. Stop liking hoes. That's like step one. Stop liking hoes. Yeah. Stop liking hoes. You put in the garden. The, yeah. Because you yeah, water. The garden hose. No, stop double tapping <laughs> on. It's killing people because they think the grass is always greener on the other side. And then you think, but then you think like, like we, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like go. the guy, it's like the guy of like the girlfriend, right? He's got this really amazing girlfriend there, and he goes through all these pictures and he sees his like tits, ass, and like these models and stuff. And just because he he presses like, he suddenly thinks. I'm in. 
fucking I'm now because you're social media is so accessible right? you're accessible yeah. to everyone mm-hmm. suddenly now I forget about you and I've now got access, access to like 50 60 different women yep. I think I can get this perfect. because they're there I get rid of that which is you know I, who I love and who's been there for me from the very start and then you're left there with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize you can't get it. <laughs> and then even if you do, you're like, oh, shit, it was a facade. Yeah. That's not a real person at all. Like, just between the Photoshop and, like, the most insecure, sad people I've ever met are the biggest social media stars. Mm. Like, just breaks your heart. Like, wow, they're going to have a hard time in a couple of years when mm. this kind of wave has transitioned, but they had nowhere to go from it. There was no exit strategy. Mm. Like, whoa, it's sad and it's killing relationships because we're constantly spending time on these people we don't know and not looking at what we have, like you said. And guys don't understand what it's doing to women that they're constantly following all these porn stars, strippers, Insta models, whatever. Like It's fucking up women's confidence, especially the younger generation. I don't know how it's going to be fixed. I it goes don't. both ways as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah? yeah, I don't find that girls follow as many of those dudes. I would. Yeah, I suppose I wouldn't know. But I've, I've, I've. Uh, yeah, I suppose I've made that point on just no basis at all. No. But, there, <laughs> but, there, but there's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of guys out there also that are posing with six packs and abs. And but it, yeah, this is, yeah. I know if, if you know if if someone that upsets I was dating, me. Yeah, or like oh, someone saying. a girl likes loads of pictures of a guy with like ten. 10 packs and 6 packs and, you don't and have you're that. sat there with like yeah. a big thing with like a beer on your belly sitting there like yeah bro <laughs> you can't yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're like you I don't look feel, like that you would feel like, insecure I hear this constantly like in girls dressing rooms or whatever it's like when the guy is constantly liking photos of something that looks nothing like their girlfriend the mm. girlfriend's like I'm not his type yeah, and you can't well. change it it gets in their head yeah. and mm. you can't that is so true yeah oh it's like the porn thing yeah. So I, one of my uh, ex girlfriend's <laughs> mates, she was, um, she came. She broke up with her boyfriend for this reason, right? So she cool. came downstairs, and uh, <laughs> this guy's falling. Tell a story. Sorry, this guy's falling asleep, and he's obviously been watching porn. And um, she's gone downstairs, and she she's found like she's a white girl, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and she's found like ebony porn, like you know. Yeah, yeah. So he's got you know um, black porn in front of him. And and it was mainly women. It was just there was no man in there at all. So like, she's then gone upstairs and cried. And then the next day she was like, "I'm breaking up with you." And he was like, "Why?" She's like, "Well, I'll never be that. I can't change my, the color of my skin." And he was like, "What are you on about?" And she's like, "Well, that's your preference." She's like, "Yeah, but that's poor." So it's weird, but yeah, I, I even think porn's fucking in everyone's brains as well. I think yeah, but oh, man, porn's fucking yeah. with people too. Go ahead, what are you saying? I don't know. Just imagine if your girl was watching. I don't know, like uh, <laughs> the other way around. Yeah, the other way around. I'd be like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the purpose of the audio, Ian's just stared at his crutch. Yeah. Never been yeah. able to change no, that. Sorry about that. Okay. It's what it is. Yeah, it is. Born it is what with it. it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're born this way, baby. I don't know. You, we're probably just making jokes right now. Yeah. I bet you are stacked. Yeah, good for you. Oh, God. So how else, how else does it affect relationships? Uh, definitely, well, with that, the yeah, liking and stuff. Liking. And it's like, guys, just scroll past. You can look, we're not stupid. We all know that there's beautiful people in this world. So Thank you for looking at me when you said that. <laughs> you're welcome. It wasn't on purpose, but take it. Take um, it. Yeah, like we all know that, but it doesn't mean you have to interact. And I think it becomes cheating in relationships. We're bending all the rules of relationships and then wondering why they're breaking. Mm. And I think it is cheating when you're constantly giving attention in a sexual manner to another woman who's not yours. And if you're in a monogamous relationship, like, I've made a video where I was like, Instagram in real life. Would you walk up to a chick when your girl's on your arm and go, hey, you're hot. I think you're hot. Yeah. I think you're really sexy. 
fucking fuck you, yeah, emojis and dicks and like that's <laughs> really the messed drip, the up. Dripping emoji, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Came through dripping, Aww. drip, drip. Yeah, that, that got weird and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. It was funny. I think you notice it more given your occupation because I don't really notice on Instagram my mates liking other girls', girls notice. I know one yeah, person. I, I that like girls actually, the girls, so the girls in, do they go through the comments? Damn like, right. Wow, he's I still actually, don't know how to yeah. get to that bit Here's where it says oh, I'll you show can see what people are liking. Because that's the thing is it's all public. It's all public. All you do Go, people you follow you just switch over to that side so when a guy likes like 50 pictures and follows 50 girls in the comments literally everyone can see it yeah, so everyone's everyone like whoa see these guys on a rampage yeah and that's another that's thing too me. is like I, like I won't date someone that I think is following questionable shit I'm like as someone in the position that I am and like I know I'm just getting started Everything is a reflection of everything. Mm. Either you have integrity or you don't. You, mm. Like I know girls on a lot of those porn shoots are not treated well. You can say whatever you want to me. I know it's not true. And I know a lot of them have psychological damage going into it or sure do going out of it. Mm. And it only takes talking to some older porn stars to get the truth. Like talking to these young girls who are in the money now, maybe in, with the drugs and like living the life, mm. come back in 10 years. Mm. Then tell me what it did to you. And I hate that there's that part of me that knows too much. Yeah. And yeah, I just like, there's some things I just can't support. And if I see a guy that's into questionable stuff, then you can see it. It's public. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. I think that's how. Can't see the DMs though. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but what, when you know what they're doing publicly, just imagine yeah, the yeah. DMs. Yeah. yeah. I guess that, yeah, that is fair enough. We had a guy on here called um, Ruby Stewart. Um, I don't think you'll be able to understand. He's extremely Irish, uh, <laughs> oh, but he had some he had some really really interesting points. And one of the things that I mean, they yeah, were Nicole, uh, Nicole's Irish. Oh, uh, there is Irish. There's in Irish. My grandma's Edna Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Is, was he's Northern Irish. Edna. Bro. Edna. Yeah. Pretty Irish name. Yeah. yeah. That works. Oh, you've completely thrown me off what I was saying. Sorry, sorry. 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 Yeah. We um yeah we were speaking about those two because it's hard because you what do you think about someone that is projecting themselves quite a lot on social media do you think and okay in what way okay right so you're in a really happy relationship yeah and a lot of the things that you put out into your social media uh you get a lot of attention from from men and yeah yet you're in a really really happy relationship mm. what are your thoughts and actually if that is generally the only uh commercial reason as to why you're doing it or reason you're doing it for the male attention. What are your thoughts if you're the male counterpart to that situation? I think it's shitty. I don't think that could feel good. Mm. I don't I don't know. You guys can totally disagree. But some there's things where it's like guys like having the prize. Guys want a queen. Mm. Like all men want a queen, I think. That's my thoughts. But there's queen energy and then there's desperate energy. I think there's, you can tell the intent of posts. It's like, oh my God, do you still like my ass crack? Do you still like it from yesterday? Or there's like, here's me looking beautiful and confident and gorgeous versus I hope someone likes my anal hole. You know, like there is, there's a difference. And <laughs> David's face when you said that. You know, just smell a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. Yeah, I, I think you could tell the difference in like yeah, the no, intent of the photos. Mm. There's gimme, gimme, gimme energy, and then there's performance energy. Okay. And that's how I look at stuff. And I think mm. if you have a girl who's like doing performance energy and putting cool vibes out there, and mm. it's more, I always say like, be hot, be sexy, but you gotta be something else too. And if they're being something else too, I think the guy would be proud that he has a prize piece who's yeah. intelligent and awesome and whatever. Mm. If it's just a girl showing her vagine lips mm. in like various bikinis for bikini modeling, air quotes for people listening, I don't know if you like, I don't think that lasts. I don't, I don't feel like it's going to last. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? You're a dude. I was, yeah, I was going to bounce you back with another question saying, what do you expect from men now? 
Are you, are you single? Mm. Can I ask? I am. Brilliant. Hi. Yeah. Um, Hi. If you, <laughs> Don't weird DMs after. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I've already, I'm, already sent I'm, them. I'm recently <laughs> single, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do I say congratulations or sorry to hear that? No, it's great. Everything goes the way it's supposed to. Fantastic. Yeah. What? Okay, right. So you're perfect. perfect person to ask. Now we've got this aid um, or aids of social media on our phone. Yes. What do you expect now from a man? And do you expect them to mm. have like a big... What if they don't have any, any social media presence at all? That's do great. Do you trust them? Because you're like someone that has, I don't know how many followers. My friend had that problem. He signed up for a dating app. And because he doesn't have Instagram, he the, the people he was matching were like, prove that you're real. You're not even real. You're not. You're, you're fake. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, no, I just, I just don't have social media. It's not my thing. Like, I am real. Like, you know, this is my pictures. Like, and they're like, <laughs> no, like, send me a voice note and stuff. Send and a it, signed letter. It's like, it's, honestly, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. Where is your it's like, because you have to have, eagle. like, it's so, yeah. such a good question because social presence is now such a... It's mandatory. Yeah, it is. There's a pressure on presence. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to have, like, no guy has to have a ton of photos, but I need, like, social media is so normal in society. If he didn't have it, I'd be like, weird. Mm. I do know people that don't, and mm. I'm like, weird. Uh, <laughs> for real. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, so ingrained. Yeah. But I don't I don't need a, someone who's social famous by no. any means. No. Would you prefer if they weren't? Um, it doesn't make a difference. No? No. It's about them as a person. Yeah, I find that part irrelevant. Okay, what's the female checklist now? They could change. And everyone, ha- every, everyone has a different person. Everyone's been very different, yeah. but I'm really am totally, super intrigued. Because totally. I... Again, I'm not really of that kind of social media. Well, I mean, I, we've well, covered my. Well, you, you just, you, I know you're intrigued. You've just bought a book called Pussy. You know? <laughs> yeah, I heard about this book. I Are did. you learning about it for the first uh, time? Yeah, I've never seen one before. So I mean, mm-hmm. here's uh, a picture. Um, here's helping. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm praying but, for you. No, I'm, I'm really. In, okay, so it's a book on female empowerment. Um, and it's called The Reclamation of Female Empowerment, I think is what it's called. So, and I've, that's literally all I know Gosh. about this book. But apparently, it is, so you, I really I want to understand this kind of thing a lot more. <laughs> um, and, you know, how it all kind of works. I've grown up with a, with a mum and a sister, so I already am quite feminine in the way I think already. You are But quite I want to get even yeah. more feminine. You know, I want to understand this deeply. Oh. <laughs> Real deeply. You just want to go in deep. Got yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> you're just saying that, like, the femininity and stuff... It's so weird, too, because there's, like, the slut walk people that I'm going to wear titty tassels and go on a slut walk and you have to respect me. And I'm like, but they can't because you don't make your own money and you have your titties out with tassels on and you're yelling instead of being at your job. Like, it's uh, it's a kind of a mind fuck even as a woman right now because I want equality, obviously. Yeah. I know a lot of the numbers are flubbed and we're, we are getting paid pretty normally like it depends if you take the whole world's numbers and put them together yeah it looks like women aren't getting paid as much the general north america uk-ish from what i've seen i could be incorrect but we're not that far off if we're far off at all and that's where i say okay go be an entrepreneur work somewhere Mm -hmm. else when it comes to men look at us as only sexual objects you're wearing titty tassels (laughs) what the fuck do you want from them like you're wearing a thong and marching with a sign that says respect my vagina like (laughs) With a pussy hat. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, even I'm confused with the messaging we're putting out. Yeah. So I don't know how guys aren't confused. We're all confused. We're all confused. <laughs> I'm confused. What I'm allowed to um, say I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Do you know what's funny? Like, I only have sex on top now, just because I think that that's part of it. Yes, yeah. that's really important. I'm like, if yeah, not, yeah. it's probably Never rape. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, none of that. Uh, I don't want him to ever 
think that I might say it's rape, so I only go on top. Exactly. Yeah. And we prefer that as well. Yeah. And like, hands off, uh, don't touch me either. Yeah. yeah. No kissing, you fucking nutter. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's okay. One thing only. I am so nervous now recording this. It's, it's funny. okay. We, I, I, I'm down with this combo. It's cool. Brilliant. Well, this yeah, is very yeah. good. I'm actually not worried about offending you. I think very little would offend you. Yeah. I just wonder what poor Katie on the tube's thinking right now <laughs> while she's looking at people and she's got the word pussy being breathed into her ears. Oh, well, yeah. when you say it that way, yeah. it got weird. <laughs> like, mine just inverted. Uh, Oh my yeah, god! It went into itself. Okay, I'm going to move away from vagina. You might text Matt. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got Paul uh, Matt's right on the side. So okay, I want to hear around this kind of entrepreneurial thing because I, I saw a video about on Gary Vaynerchuk. That's quite recent. I'm allowed to mention yeah. that one, right? Yeah, yeah. So what was your what was your thing on that? Because that was bold to take on Mr. V. Well, I, I love him. I've like we've like he's been in one of my videos. I've mm-hmm. been in his office, and he was helping a, a mutual friend do something awesome, and. Uh, yeah, Gary is dope, but he doesn't have all the information on everything. And like, I'm primarily a comic, but I'm in the social media world. And he said that you can't make a video go viral. And I know that to be incorrect. I'm yes, over 70 of them now. Mm. And I even as a joke was like, okay, let's take out all the ones that only got a million views. All the ones that only got 5 million views. I'll take What's, them out too. How, how can we take some of your learnings to make a video go viral? What um, does it take? Yeah, well, top tips. Th- there are tips for it. The main thing is I won't teach everybody how to go viral because, frankly, you don't need to. And a lot of people will come to me because that's like a service I offer is like viral videos. I can guarantee I do videos. I can offer 100,000 views, 500,000, a million, 5 million, and then super viral. And I hit it every single time. I over-deliver for fun. Yeah. Well, so you're like, this is going to be, this isn't going to be a million thing, but it'll be 100,000. Yeah. It's down to, you probably have friends that help share the stuff the, nope. the the content that right? is just us putting it up there mm-hmm. and there's a science it, it's silly to pretend there isn't a science to all of this like there is to anything else of course. and it's a formula and sometimes people come to me they're like i want a viral video i'm like for what and then their answer is because it's viral and I'm famous <laughs> yeah no that's not how it works yeah. mm-hmm. and do you even have the back end ready to use yeah. all the leads that I'm going to generate for you there has to be a point to it being viral and someone offered me a big chunk of change last week and they're like yeah I just want a viral video for my like my motivational whatever I'm like let me see your pages this is trash I don't believe what you're saying I'm not you don't need to be viral there's no reason for it mm-hmm. and the way to do it like there's a whole step checklist and it's a rollout plan just like any other marketing plan when I did my videos the first run and I still do it now like it's an actual rollout like any other product and I lined all those videos up and I knew which one was coming next and what time it's coming out how it's coming out how I'm going to engage the algorithms like all different sorts of things so much to it a PR back end to it Mm. like coming from myself but there's a lot of different pieces that go into it but you can do it and you can do it consistently over and over and over but most people think that being viral is going to do something for them, but it's not if your business isn't ready. And just being viral for the sake of viral isn't good, and it can change your life in a negative way, and Mm. people don't realize that. David, David, you're going to go viral, buddy. You yeah, go viral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. but making, making awesome videos, like the tips to me for making awesome videos, it's like, okay, well, what's the trick? How about make something awesome? That, that's the trick. Take but, it back but to that's talent. that's very like, hypothetical, right? Like, Take it back to talent. Awesome. Like, how, what made your videos that have gone viral what was awesome about them do you think uh telling the truth mm. is like a big thing the comedy in it the nlp timing the editing can't stop that the nlp timing 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What That's is it though? She's doing rewind, rewind, Yeah, in the BBC, uh, when you had that beef with the BBC yeah. presenter, you well, we'll, we'll call it a beef. She's just full of shit. And I called yeah. her out on it. She lied point blank over and over and over. Yeah. But I was smart enough to bring my own film crew to film the whole damn thing, and she had no idea. Yeah. So, bitch. Um, but yeah, you mentioned God, like, I hate in, when the media lies. That, like videos have been made with NLP in mind. What do you mean when you say that? So. The programming, our brains can only, there's so many different things in neurolinguistic programming, but our brains can only take in so much information before we naturally zone out. And you can chop the audience in different ways. Uh, comedians do it with uh, a joke that hits, makes them think. Callbacks, you know, like when a comedian brings back a joke they talked about earlier in their set. Yeah. So then you get that feeling of discovery, like, oh, I know what they're going to say. I'm smart. And then you laugh. Uh, that's neurolinguistic programming. Wow. So I put, a series of those in my videos. I do certain timing. I know the time seconds of when the brain's going to kind of zone out. It's the same as in music videos. You have three to five seconds to make your next cut to switch to, a, unless it's a single shot, to switch to another shot because you have to keep firing their brain to keep them in tune on it. So a music video, it's going to be like rapper, 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 butts, rapper, 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 other butt. You know, like, that's just... So it's the the quick timing to keep yeah. triggering your mind. So if there's a certain point that I want to hit on and I want you to remember that point, there's going to be a certain amount of seconds that I use to lead into that point. Mm -hmm. And then I give you a moment of silence almost after it or before it. There's there's so much what to it. It's super fun. So how did you go like studying? How did you learn this? Well, I actually used it for pain because I was disabled. On dis I, I didn't get into that too much in this, but yeah. like I was written off completely. I was in a level of chronic pain that I was told I'm never going to get better. I am on disability for life, and to get approved for disability for life is really hard, especially in Canada. They test you constantly, and then you have to kind of re-up on disability. And I got the letter, and it was like, okay, that's it. Like, she, we don't think she's going to get better. She's going to continue to decline. All of my injuries were degenerative. The nerve damage was irreversible. And if I listen to all the things the doctors told me, fuck. But, uh, yeah, I was at a really, really bad spot ready to commit suicide, making a list of how I would do it and like how to least affect my family and friends and stuff. And then I, I had switched my whole life around through a series of things. Um, but NLP was one of the things. And I went to someone who did NLP on me and I was like, whoa, I get it. And my mind got it and my body got it. And I was like, you can really affect people with how you speak to them, how you retrain the mind. And that's when I realized that you can retrain your brain. And once you retrain your brain, like myself, I had sticky notes up all over my entire house mm -hmm. that said, you look better every day. You're getting better. You can walk. You feel great. All these different things like you used to be depressed. And looking at it constantly all day, every day, it just starts to rewire you. Oh, fuck and love that. It just works. It does. Yeah. And I'm teaching a lot of this stuff too in GoTeam Academy. GoTeamAcademy.com. I'm shouting it out because I'm proud of it and I know it works. And after we're two bonus weeks in that we gave as an intro and people are losing their shit. And I'm like, yo, this is my legacy. Like this is the comedy videos are dope. Marketing is dope. But I'm like, this is the legacy play right here is bringing in the most brilliant minds. I don't claim to know anything. I don't claim to know everything about anything, but what I don't know, I'll find the people who know it and I bring them all in and I'm, I'm literally going to help as many people as I can in the world, just mm -hmm. switch their mindsets too. And tell then them, tell put them that in videos. Your, your um, 
My ring? No, your ta- tattoo. Oh, my tattoo. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty I awesome. I have a, a dollar sign on yeah. my finger. I can't it's see in it. white. So oh, it's like wow. A, yeah. Wait, so that comes out when you're in like a nightclub. Is one it, of those. It ones. does that too, but I can <laughs> see it no, anytime I'm on my phone to like just constantly remind me to focus and like why I'm doing what I'm doing and to go for the money because broke people can't help people. <laughs> so I got to make a lot of fucking money to do what I need to do while I'm on this planet. What is that? I just want to, and that's a yeah, very yeah. lovely tattoo. What oh, is thanks. the 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 higher driving factor? What is this all for? You know, how do you know in X amount of years you have reached the place of happiness. Like what is it? What is it? I'm here to make the world cheer. Like that's it. Like that's gonna be the thing. It's be fucking loud then. So when we get to that point, we're... yeah, it's gonna be real loud. But like, I want people to be cheering for themselves the way that I I'm already cheering for them. And I know I'm gonna meet people. Like even like yourself, I can feel the hesitation in some of the things I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I know it to be true. So I'm gonna get to you one way or another. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm just. You can't have a. You can't sit with three people and everyone just says the same thing. Yeah, so for just, sure. That's part of like trying to make it interesting. I mean, I I um I don't I'm not saying I agree or disagree with anything you're saying. It's just for me, I'm on a journey to learn more about this stuff. So when I meet someone like you, yeah. I've never had anyone talk to me about NLP like that and that's now something I would choose to go and learn about. So it's mm. just It's really cool. I'll yeah. send you some stuff on it. And I just I know that my like my big ass mission, I look at myself you know, 10 years from now, I'm like, I would love to be, and sorry, I'm going to speak it proper, I will be Oprah meets Joe Rogan with some Gary Vee in there. Like, that's, <laughs> good, that's good combination, me. That. That's the Nicole. And like, I'm like, yeah, that's me owning who I am. That's where I'm at. I think also you've had to stare at me because we're opposite. Literally. Like really, so I've got a really you know, resting. Awkward, awkward dinner days where you're like, you're literally opposite someone. You're like, well, so, I've got the most like resting bitch face. face. Yeah, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst place to be looking. No, if I you like look it. to him, he's just smiling the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, I just like I know that people have like crazy ass potential under there and I had to go through some real oh, dark it? times to get there mm-hmm. myself, to pick myself up and beat myself up. And I don't want people to live there. I know mm-hmm. that we are meant for great shit and I'm not talking like hokey whatever this isn't religion based this isn't anything based it's just like science we're put here to be fucking awesome anything else you learned was a lie Mm. let's unlearn that shit and let's go Mm. because imagine a world where everyone's at full capacity killing it like we'll have there'll be no chronic disease and that'll be gone soon yeah Yeah. I'm I'm so gutted we didn't start there a little bit because I think that's well you're the host mate so you it's my fault yeah Yeah. that's so weird that you screwed up half of the story no but do you know what it's interesting because you (laughs) this is actually it's almost like the journey that I've been on in learning more about you because I I see the video I'm like whoa she she sounds like a bitch (laughs) and then and then suddenly you get you, you watch the video you sort of ponder on what it's about and you go actually she's got a really really clear point and I can understand what she's saying then you unlock and, un- and you learn where this has come from and why this is happening. But we've yeah. kind of we've got to the why at the end, mm. which is a really weird way of doing <laughs> yeah, it. Circle back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, your story. And this isn't Oprah, right? But that is an amazing story. Yeah, it is. Oh, thanks. And it, and it gives it gives so much more credit to what you're doing, and I think it really helps. It helps further the point. You know, if people come back and go, well, that's really real. I've been there before myself. Yeah, it really helps. I just want to say that because I think I think people are in pain because we lie. So when I was in the most physical pain, I'm like, I'm just going to start telling the truth until it doesn't hurt anymore. And I was like, what are the topics that people are lying about constantly? And let's just put out some points about it and let people discuss it openly because they're too scared. So anything people were terrified to talk about, 
that's what I leaned in on. Every anything that kind of scared me, I'm like, then that's the thing. And I still do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what makes us uncomfortable? Cool, let's talk about it. Cause that means people have hidden pain about it. Let's well, unravel it all. That was amazing. Oh, oh, but is that something you learn through NLP? Is that's how to evoke reaction, would you say? By talking about things that people are scared to talk about. You know, like NLP, any any kind of therapy really, and NLP touches on pain points and stuff like that, but what I learned, not so much NLP, just like in any kinds of therapy, is it all goes back to you. Mm. There's some kind of pain in you. Like, that's why I don't worry about offending people. If you're offended by something... There's something within yourself. For, psh, yeah, why? Spoke about you know? why, did that, why did that hurt your feelings? Yeah. What's going on that you're not something resolving? Something a lot deeper. Yeah. I do, well, I think our society is obviously a lot different as well. So we, we're very... Everyone does get offended quite easily here. I think we're prudish. Yeah, we're prudish. Yeah. And we it's take, a lie too, huh? We t- yeah, it is yeah. a lie. And we take offense because that's what we've been conditioned to do. If someone likes, you know, racism, for example, you know, it's, it's bizarre. Your grandmother will say something that you would never say in public. Yeah. No. Yet they were conditioned that to be completely normal. Because they're thought, yeah. yeah so they're yeah, like, yeah. you guys are fucking, get with it. Like, there's so many things we can learn from from them, but also things that we shouldn't. And we've taken yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's like, I'm cool not having slaves. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But no, I find that amazing. I, I, I'm wary of our time now. And no, I, I, really... I think we should just dive into question time. We have quite a few questions. Oh, that wasn't question time, Nicole, by the way. <laughs> that's, oh, but these, that's are, like, these yeah. are just the questions. I, I have a question. Yeah, do, go you, do you still go through, I think everyone does, but periods of self, self-doubt self and how do you get yourself out of those moments? Or you just wake up and you're confident to do what you want to do? It takes me, I'm really quick now at fixing myself on that. Because I'm surrounded by people and it's so important to be around people who are going to hold you accountable, who are going to push you, who are going to call you on your shit and you call them on their shit. And we're all sprinting. Like mm-hmm. I'm around sprinters, like thoroughbreds right now that are just like, no, get your mind right. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Quit it. I have my moments. I had one like the other day. I'm on a plane and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do after this thing? And like, I don't know if I should, am I going the right way with this? And I'm like, yeah, you are. Stop being an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know you're going the right way because everybody knows that icky feeling of like dating the wrong person, you know it's wrong, mm-hmm. or being in the wrong job, you know. Our guts tell us. We stop listening to our guts. And then as long as I'm listening to my gut and it feels right, I'm going the right way. Mm-hmm. And then that's like the self-check I do. Really awesome. Love that. Yeah, thanks. Should we go question times from the Dog question Day fans? Time? I, 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 I like to say Dog Day fans, but they're really Nicole Arbor yeah. fans, aren't they? <laughs> really? <laughs> Your fans as well, mate. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I, get, you know, I had actually a funny question the other day. He's like, Excuse me, sir, I want to ask what race you are now. <laughs> what race you are now? <laughs> I was like, I've just changed because I've moved back to London. I've now changed my race. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever claim to be from any religion when you lived in Malaysia? No, well, when I first moved out, because I had got a Malaysian passport and I was the first non-Muslim player to play for Malaysia, I got bombed on a pitch. Like They were throwing these little bombs at me and I had to write an open letter to the newspapers explaining my upbringing, why I had tattoos and why my dad's Christian. It was, yeah, it's pretty... I didn't realise this was junior. That was my fault. That's interesting that they were bombing you. Literally, the game got banned in flood tournaments. Okay. Question number one. What would you do if you didn't do what you're doing now? Shit nothing. question. Yeah, yeah, nothing. I'm doing all of it. I do <laughs> all the things. I'm just, I'm just going. That's from, a lie too. Um, that people we, think you got to do one. Also, thing. when you ask these questions, yeah, should I just read them before you? Uh, if, yeah, if we've already asked, I'm just them. reading from the thing. You know, I'm going to do some quick fire questions right now. You, cool. you do no, but you've got okay. Stop question. Look, there. looking back, what would you do differently? Um, that's a good one. Oh, gosh, that is. That's yeah. hard because everything led to the way it was supposed to be. Mm. 
So I don't think I could change anything. I knew it's a yeah, good question. Yeah. Shit question. Well, do, right. your, do your stock question. You've got a room. It's not my question. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a megaphone. <laughs> a room and a megaphone. Yeah, a room and a megaphone. And you've got fucking loads of 21-year-old people there. Yeah. And they're going... That's for the, for, the, for the audio, they're kind of holding their ears, they're cupping their ears, they're yeah. so desperate to hear this information you're about to spill out of your mouth. Yep. You've got 10 seconds. What do you say to this room full of eager, oh, curious, man. inquisitive 21-year-olds? Yeah. <laughs> Male or female. Male or female. Your parents love you, they're trying their best, but do what you know is right for you. Good. Nice. Whoa. Nice. Okay, I like that. I think, I think it's necessary. I think so many of us spend so much of our lives trying to be what our parents wanted us to be, to live out their dreams. And like we have to like take off that pain and fear and all that shit that they put on us for years, mm. not even on purpose, before we can actually be ourselves. Mm. And if we could like speed ramp that part, that'd be dope. That's sick. One of the best love answers that. we've had. I do I always that. say that. And it was well, quick. So don't believe me. That was quick. No, Amazing. Was quick. Uh, okay, I've, 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 I've found a good one. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask this one. What was the best vacation you've ever had? Oh, oh what? But these are fa- they're, they're fans. Question? They want to know what's best vacation. Vacation. Well, I'm giving them what the fans want. I've been to Jamaica twice, and I just love Jamaica. It's just there's a vibe there. It's fun. It's just chill. The people are who they are all the time. Like they do. They don't care if they're working at a five star resort. They are not censoring themselves for you they give no shits and I, I really appreciate that about Jamaican people that's really cool yeah. another one what is one of the best comments that you've had that's made a really impact like a big impact on your life like comments from I've got a comment from like a yeah from like a person anytime from, anybody from says i changed their life or they didn't commit suicide I'm like duh yeah. that's, that's a good thing to not do how do you deal with um, people that send you really deep messages saying that they want to potentially take the life how would you deal with those kind of comments it's really weird because I've jumped on Skype with a bunch of people wow, that. Okay. like I would just be like give me your Skype and like one dude in particular see this is how I know they're really at a hard spot is if they come at me with crazy hate like I had one guy actually from London be like I'm in this gang I'm gonna fuck you up don't wow. you dare come no I think no he was in Australia mm. and he's like you said this in your video, fuck you, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm part of this gang. We have chapters everywhere, whatever. Don't you dare step onto our turf. And I was like, let's just Skype, darling. Mm -hmm. And I got on Skype with this kid, and he was. He's in a gang and whatever. I'm like, so let's talk about uh, I'm going to go with sexual abuse. What happened to you? And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, the, the venom you're throwing at me was just that wasn't even meant for me. What was who, who did what to you? Let's just get to it. Mm. And I'm like, cool, let's not have that run your life anymore. And I was on Skype with this kid for like an hour. Wow. We sorted through his shit. And then he's actually a really happy guy. And he was an orphan and got in some messed up situations from being transferred in houses. And he was abused. And now he's helping other kids that were in that situation. So it's just like, mm. just call it out. Amazing. Get it. Wow. Okay, another one is we will have our role models. I'm sort of rewording these questions a little bit. But we will have our role models and people that we look up to. Is yeah. there anyone that you look up to and love well I like I like like (laughs) Oprah yeah I think I just love the way that Oprah has created something before her time I thought it was awesome Mm. yeah affecting people is like the only thing that matters to me yeah awesome love that anymore I'm I'm really happy with Should everything. You've been Yay. amazing, Nicole. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you, guys. Had, wow, you managed to sit here. Like, this is a really inter- interrogating stance that you've it taken is. as well. I like, do feel like I've been Your question's coming from every angle. So boom, boom, well boom. done. It's that was fun. amazing. Thanks. Thank you so much. And if you do want to find you on social media, I'm sure it's very easy. <laughs> it is. But, but I would really like... Anywhere you're at, especially if you're at a transition in your life, like something's going down, you don't know which way you're going, lose the excuses and fucking win already. I, I would stake my career on it that it's going to change your life. Like 
anything. Like the experts we have coming in, myself and Danelle Delgado, we're, we're going to strip you down to build you right back up. And I'm just really excited about it. So if you guys are down, June 5th, that starts. Lose the excuses. Fucking win already. Go teamacademy.com. Come, come, come. Nice. Yeah. Bravo. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at Dog Days Pod. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.